are listening to the Social Media Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, stay-at-home mom of three turned social media influencer, Jenny Peterson. Each week, we'll dive into online marketing, business building strategies that actually work. And I'll share with you how I built my online business, leveraging the power of social media from my cell phone. The term influencer is not just for celebrities, it's for people just like us. I really believe that all you need to get started is Wi-Fi and a dream. Let's go. Oh my gosh, I have some exciting news to share. We, you and I, we can now text each other. Seriously, this is not a joke. If you want me to text you when new podcast episodes drop, text the word podcast to 385-220-8658. Yes, that is my real number. Yes, it goes straight to my cell phone. And after you text the word podcast to 385-220-8658, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get an automated message from me. I know. I know. Some of you, as soon as you see that automated message, you're going to be like, I knew this wasn't real. Just hear me out for a second. The automated message is going to tell you to click a link to save your contact in my phone, as well as messaging rates applies, yada, yada, yada. That is the only automated message that you will get. From then on, every message that you get is from yours truly. And the best part, you can text me back. I'm freaking the freak out over this. Now let's jump into this episode. Welcome. If you are tuning in and you are a solopreneur, my hat is off to you. Being a solopreneur was one of the hardest jobs I've ever done. When you are first starting out in your business, it's just you. You wear all the hats. You do every task. You juggle it all. Here's a passage from John Maxwell. A Chinese proverb states, Behind an able man, there's always other able men. The truth is that teamwork is at the heart of great achievement. The question isn't whether teams have value. The question is whether we acknowledge that fact and become better team players. That is why I assert that one is too small a number to achieve greatness. You cannot do anything of real value alone. I challenge you to think of one act of genuine significance in the history of humankind that was performed by a lone human being. No matter what name, you will find a team of people was involved. That is why former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson said, There is no problem we cannot solve together, and very few that we can solve by ourselves. See Gene Wilkes in his book, Jesus on Leadership, observed that the power of teams is not only evident in today's modern business world, but it also has a deep history that is evident even in biblical times. Wilkes asserts, Teams involve more people, thus affording more resources, ideas, and energy than would an individual. Teams maximize a leader's potential and minimize her weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses are more exposed in individuals. Teams provide multiple perspectives on how to meet a need or reach a goal, thus devising several alternatives for each situation. Individual insight is seldom as broad and deep as a group's when it takes on a problem. Teams share the credit for victories and blame for losses. This fosters genuine humility and authentic community. Individuals take credit and blame alone. This fosters pride and sometimes a sense of failure. 
Teams keep leaders accountable for a goal. Individuals connected to no one can change the goal without accountability. Teams can simply do more than an individual. If you want to reach your potential or strive for the seemingly impossible, such as communicating your message 2,000 years after you're gone, you need to become a team player. It may be cliche, but it is nonetheless true. Individuals play the game, but teams win championships. John Maxwell. I mean, like, can I get an amen? Dang, that is some amazing advice right there. We could end this episode and call it good, but we are going to dive in even deeper. I know that there is a reason why you hit play on this episode. If you are a solopreneur, depending on where you're at in your business, you might have hit play on this episode because you are in the trenches right now. Maybe you feel completely overwhelmed, juggling all that needs to happen in your business. And if you're being honest, balls are dropping. Tasks aren't getting done. And you know deep down that you need help. If that is you, I am so happy that you hit play on this episode. I know exactly how that feels. I've been there. I wore the t-shirt. And I am so excited that you hit play because... There's a better way. There's a better way, my friend. Maybe that's not you, and that's okay too. Maybe you're new in your entrepreneurship journey, and you're not quite ready to build a team. Keep this episode in your back pocket for when you are ready to build a team. And notice I said when, not if. My goal for you is to open up your mind to the possibility of growing a support team for your business as you scale and grow. And stick with me to the end because I'm going to share with you some tips on what you can do to start building a team. What can you do before you're even ready to start building a team so that when you are ready, you are set up for ultimate success. Can I share a story with you? Okay, two stories. There's two moments, two pivotal moments that really stand out in my life when it comes to building a team. 14 years ago, my husband and I did something crazy. We quit our comfortable, secure corporate jobs at the bank, took our life savings, all of $7,000, and started our own pest control business. When we started, it was just the two of us. My husband invested in our first truck, pest control equipment, commercial grade products, and we went to work. During the day, Preston would drive around San Antonio, Texas, and provide service for our brand new pest control customers. Then at night, he would change into his clothes and go door to door trying to acquire new customers. He was never home, and the days were long. I get emotional even just thinking about it because there was so much sacrifice that he did for our family back then. He hustled and he grinded every single day in the hot, humid San Antonio summer. If you've ever been to San Antonio, Texas in the summertime, then you know the kind of heat that I'm talking about. To make things crazier, we had just closed on our first home and I was pregnant with our first child. With a mortgage and a baby on the way, we could not afford to fail. While Preston worked from sunup to sundown, I ran our office. I handled all the paperwork, inputted data into our computer software, and 
took all the customer service calls. Little did our customers know that when they called our office, I'm doing air quotes, (laughs) they were actually calling a cell phone and they were talking to a very pregnant woman who was always laying down because I was on strict bed rest. If only they knew. Over the time, we started to grow and scale our business. We started to hire employees. We hired technicians, salespeople, and even some office staff. Three years into it, and I was still very much deep in the weeds, very much involved in the business, and now I was a mom to two babies. As we started to grow, one of the hardest hires for me was hiring my replacement, hiring an office manager who could take on all the tasks that I was responsible for so I could go home and be with my babies. And I had thoughts like, no one can do this like I do this. I don't have time to train somebody how to do this. Nobody's going to care about this like I care about this. I'm the owner's wife. This is our baby. This is our business. We started this together. So I'm just going to keep doing everything myself. So I put off hiring my replacement as long as possible. But the truth was, I was at the breaking point. I wasn't doing the best job. And I told myself nobody can do it better. But was I really doing the best job I could? I was dropping balls left and right. Things were not getting done because I could not do it all. And the worst of all, I was missing out on precious moments with my babies. Moments that I know I'll never be able to get back. I get emotional thinking about it because I remember, like if you're in the weeds right now, I remember what that feels like. And I understand it's scary. It was scary for me too. It is scary to take that leap of faith. It is scary to hand your baby, your business over to somebody else and trust that they're going to do a good job. Trust that they're going to do it the way that you do it. I did finally find somebody to hire to replace me. And it was one of the best things that I ever did. And it was really, I was surprised. I was shocked. She had different strengths than I did. She did a lot of things better than I even could do them. And it allowed me to step out of the business completely and raise my babies, which is at the time all I ever wanted. Fast forward to today, and you'll see the business that my husband and I started 14 years ago. Ardent Pest Control is in 10 locations around the USA. We have over 250 employees and have made the Inc. 5000 three years in a row. Our company is now worth eight figures and growing. And we could have never have gotten here without the help of others. We could have never have gotten here without building a team. If we chose to just stay small, which a lot of people do, If we chose to just, it's just us, it's just us two, we got this. First of all, I would have lost my mind a long time ago. I'd be in a straight up straight jacket, okay? Second of all, we would not have had the kind of a success that we were able to have when we built a team. And that brings us right back to John C. Maxwell's quote, one is too small a number to achieve greatness. 
no accomplishment of real value has ever been achieved by a human being working alone. That is my first story, first experience, first lesson learned when it came to building a team. And I wish I could tell you I learned my lesson, (laughs) but no, I have another story to share with you. I don't understand why, but for some reason I had to learn this lesson multiple times. And the main reason I want to share these stories with you in the first place is I believe that we can learn from other people's mistakes. Like if someone listening is in the weeds of their business right now, if you are in your business and you feel like you are drowning and you need help, I hope that you hear this. And I hope that you learn from my mistakes and don't wait as long as I waited to hire help. I hope that sharing these stories can help shorten the learning curve for you and and help you on your own pathway to success. But for some reason, your girl had to learn this lesson twice. So let's get into the second story. I joined a network marketing company, social selling, over seven years ago. And I loved it. I found something that I could work from home. I could make an impact and make an income from my cell phone and stay home with my babies. I hit the top rank in that company 15 months in, personally managed a team of over 10,000 women. And I found myself again in the solarpreneur role. I ran myself into the ground. I ran myself ragged trying to do it all. And I looked around at all the other top leaders and they were doing it all. So I just kept going. I just kept doing it. I have a very, very deeply rooted belief that if she can do it, I can do it. And that means as well, if if I can do it, you can do it, right? If someone else can do it, I can do it too. I felt drained. I felt overwhelmed. I felt burned out. And I don't know why it didn't occur to me sooner to hire help. Maybe it's because of that industry. Maybe it's because I looked around and nobody else was hiring help. The other top leaders, they were all just doing it themselves. Or maybe it was just within my specific company that nobody else hired help. But then something clicked. I was talking to one of my best friends in the business, and she was a top leader. I'm talking, she is number one in sales, number one in recruiting. She was winning all the awards on stage at convention. We were actually at convention when I talked to her. And I remember thinking, okay, if she can do this, I can do this. Like, I just got to work harder. And I remember asking her, Courtney, how do you do this all? How are you doing this all? And she said, I have three assistants. What? I Here, I thought she was doing it all on her own. Girlfriend had three assistants. No wonder she was running circles around me and everybody else. No wonder. And I realized, I'm like, okay, I can't compete with you. I literally cannot compete with you in this moment. Because no matter how hard I work, I'm one person. And you have a team of four. And you don't have to be a mathematician to figure out that four people can do a heck of a lot more than one person on her lonesome. And that's when it clicked for me. And I also realized, I'm like, what the heck am I doing? I am not running my network marketing business like I ran my traditional brick and mortar business. In our traditional brick and mortar business in our pest control company, if I had never hired help, If Press and I never grew a team, 
we would never have scaled that business to be what it is today. So I ask you, friend, if you are in network marketing, if you are a social seller, if you are an influencer, if you're in affiliate marketing, if you have a side hustle, why are you not thinking about your business like a business? For example, if you or I were to open a traditional business, like a bakery on Main Street, we would hire help. You would hire employees. You wouldn't do it all on your own. It just is crazy to me that in network marketing, however, as social sellers, many of us, I know I'm not alone on this, many of us think that we have to wear all of the hats and do all the things all by ourselves because that's what everybody else is doing or that's what it appears that they're doing and you don't know that they secretly have a team helping them behind the scenes. Think of any successful person that you admire. Anyone at all. The people that we know their names in history. Think about those people. I bet you they had a team behind them. I bet you they did not do the thing that they're known for by themselves. One is too small a number. Even Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, had a team of disciples. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I really want to drive this point home for you because it is a mindset change that needs to happen. And it took me years to figure this out. I don't want you to waste years of your life and run yourself completely ragged. It took me years to realize that doing it by myself was the reason I was losing. And I got to a point in my network marketing business where I was costing myself money. I couldn't keep up on my inbox. My inbox was flooded. This is a problem you want to have, by the way. This is a good problem to have. You have so many people in your inbox that want your product, that want to join your team, that you cannot respond to all those people. I remember staying up late with my husband and he would help me color match people and he would turn the computer around. What about this girl? What about this girl? What about this girl? Okay. And he would help me answer my messages as me because I was in over my head. We'd stay up till two in the morning working together and then wake up the next morning and do it all again. And it was never inbox zero. I was costing myself money. I was missing out on important conversations and connections and opportunities. I was losing money because I refused to hire help. When I decided to actually treat my network marketing business, my social selling business like a business, I told Preston that I wanted to hire an assistant and he agreed. I had those same doubts and fears that I had the first time around. I don't I don't even know what to delegate to somebody. I don't even know what I could take off my plate to give to somebody. Nobody is going to do it the way that I do it. This is my baby. This is my business. No one can do it like I can do it. No one's going to do it better. But was I doing the best? No. I was dropping balls left and right. And not just in my business, in my personal life too. In all aspects of my life, I remember writing down a list of everything I was responsible for. And if you haven't done this, try it, (laughs) okay? I wrote down a list of all of the things that I had to do for my business, all of the things that I had to do as a wife, as a mother, as a member in my congregation at church, as a neighbor, as a sister, as a friend, 
I wrote down all of the things. And then I looked at that list and I cried because I realized there is no way one person can't possibly do everything on this list. If you find yourself beating yourself up because you can't get it all done, girlfriends, you are one person. You are one person. You only have so many hours in the day. You know when you need to hire help. You know when you've reached that breaking point. You know when you've reached your limits. And that's exactly what happened to me. I had reached my limits. I could only do so much. I hired my first virtual assistant. She's one of my best friends. She's still with me today. And something miraculous happened that year. Not only did I gain so much time back, not only did I not end up in a straitjacket and gain some mental you know, clarity and mental health back in my life, but my income tripled. Tripled! What the what? I had no idea how much money I was actually losing and costing myself by not hiring help. I was paying an assistant and making triple what I made trying to do it by myself. You might just be surprised how outsourcing, delegating, taking certain tasks that you don't enjoy doing and or are not good at can actually make you more money, honey. Truly, doing less has the potential to make you more. (laughs) That's like the best news ever, right? If you are listening to this, and you are a team of one, you're a solopreneur, you have yet to hire your first team member. I want to go over some of the things that I told myself that many of us tell ourselves and change that mindset with you, okay? So many times we tell ourselves we can't afford it. I can't afford to hire help because that's an extra expense. I would like to challenge that thought. Instead of telling yourself, I can't afford it, try Asking yourself this question, how can I afford it? When you tell yourself a statement like, I can't afford it, your brain hears that. Your brain listens when you talk. It hears that and it will continue to affirm to you over and over and over, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. However, when you ask a question and a good question, like, how can I afford it? Your brain hears that question and then will go to work coming up with different solutions for how you can afford it, you will actually start looking and seeing opportunities to make more money. And it's as simple as changing the statement, I can't afford it, to a good question, how can I afford it? Seriously, try it. I know that hiring somebody can be really scary, but here's the thing. It doesn't have to be for full time. It could be a freelancer for a job-by-job basis. It could be for somebody for a couple hours a week. And what I realized when I hired my first assistant, we started out as part-time, very part-time. And then as we worked together and we figured it out, she took on more and she's now full-time. But what I realized is it was like I was able to duplicate myself. And together as a team, we were able to do double the amount of work that I was doing on my own and make triple the amount of income. So never, ever, ever say, I can't afford it. Instead, ask yourself the question, how can I afford it? Or even better, 
Tell yourself you can't afford not to hire help because that's the truth. If you're like me, chances are you're actually losing money. You're actually costing yourself money by not hiring help. If you're listening to this and you are deep in the weeds in your business, you feel overwhelmed, you're stressed out, you're burned out, you feel like you're drowning in your business, first of all, I see you. I see you. I've been there. There's a better way, and I want to help you when it comes to hiring your first team member. So to get started, grab a sheet of paper and a pen. Seriously, pause this. Grab a sheet of paper and a pen. Draw a line down the middle of the paper. On the right side, write down all of the tasks that you do that excite you, that bring you joy, that light you up, that put you in your zone of genius. These are the tasks that you could not delegate to somebody else. And honestly, that you shouldn't, that you should keep doing. For me, those tasks include recording these podcast episodes, going live on social media, creating my online courses and my content creation. Now on the left side of the paper, list all of the tasks that you hate doing and or are not proficient in. These might be the tasks that you find yourself putting off. Maybe they aren't even getting done right now and you are dropping that ball. This list on the left side of the paper is going to look very different from the list on the right. These are the tasks that you do not enjoy doing and they're draining you of your time, energy, and attention. Now go through this list on the left, the list of tasks that you don't enjoy and or you're not even good at. And ask yourself the following questions. Question number one, does this task need to be done at all? Does it need to be done? Does it need to be done by you or by somebody else? If not, eliminate it. Take your pen, cross it off. It will feel so good. If it does still need to be done, if it's still important, then go to question two. Question number two, could this task be automated? Remember, work smarter, not harder. If it can't be automated, go to question number three. Question number three, does this task need to be done by me? Just because you could do it doesn't mean that you should. And if it doesn't need to be done by you, if it doesn't fall into the categories that we mentioned that are on the right, that fill up your cup, that you enjoy, that are in your zone of genius, then delegate it. So remember, eliminate, automate, delegate. And I hope that you're actually doing this exercise because this exercise will give you so much freedom. Question number four. Now looking at the list that you have remaining from that list of tasks, which is the most urgent task that needs to be done? Which is the most urgent? Question number five. What important tasks currently aren't getting done because of my lack of time, energy, skill, and or capacity? What balls are you dropping? What's not getting done? Question number six, which task from this list, if I delegated it to somebody else, would provide the most relief once it was removed from my plate? In other words, which task once delegated will give you the most peace? and freedom. If you are multitasking, come back to me. If you're on autopilot, come back to me. Do that exercise. Tag me in your stories once you do. 
accountability. Tag me at Jenny underscore Peterson. I want to see it. This is going to give you so much freedom and I cannot wait for you to get on the other side. I want you to think about tasks outside of your business as well. For example, before I even hired my first virtual assistant in my business, and I was still a full-blown solopreneur, one of the first things to go was my house, the housework, the laundry piles. You could swim in them. Okay. And I'm not bragging. It was a mess. Our house was a mess. Regular chores were not getting done and forget about the deep cleaning, like the mopping floorboards, dusting, not happening. So one of the first tasks that I delegated and I hired out was I hired someone to come twice a month to do all the deep cleaning. And instead of saying, I can't afford this, I asked myself, how can I afford help? How can I afford to have somebody come and clean my home? I realized if I just made a couple extra sales a week, that would pay for the service. I also realized that what a team of four people could do to my house in one hour would have probably taken me five or six hours to do. And those five or six hours Just because I could do it doesn't mean that I should do it, right? Those five or six hours that it would have taken me to do all of the deep cleaning, to do all of the chores, would be taking me away from working my business. So while the team came and cleaned my home, I used that hour to do income-producing work that would cover the cost of the services that I was paying for. And remember, I wasn't just gaining one hour. It was taking them one hour to do. I was really gaining five or six. So instead of spending that five or six hours cleaning my house, which I did not enjoy, (laughs) I could spend those hours on my business generating more income. So while you're thinking about the tasks that you do, don't forget about the ones that you are doing that aren't in your business And go through this process with those tasks as well. What can you eliminate? What can you automate? What can you delegate? Maybe for you, it's hiring somebody to walk your dog. And by the way, my daughter is a dog walker. She's 12. She makes $3 from the lady up the street who's so sweet. I love her. She gets paid $3 to walk her dogs. This does not have to break the bank. Or... Delegate it to one of your kids or your spouse or your partner. Unless you love walking your dog, then you keep that task, okay? You do you, boo. Remember, we are eliminating, automating, and delegating the tasks that we don't enjoy and or are not good at. You are a busy mom of young kids and you need to hire a babysitter to come twice a week for five hours each time so that you gain 10 hours of work. Here's one that I believe everyone should do and this does not have to break the bank. Stop going grocery shopping. (laughs) Seriously. Most grocery stores nowadays have it where you can order your groceries online and then do curbside pickup. Seriously. And many of them provide this service for free. I use a service called Instacart and have my groceries delivered to my house for a small fee. That means somebody goes to the store, they have my list, they do the grocery shopping, and then they deliver it. This has saved me so much time. And while some might argue, why would I pay someone $10 to go grocery shopping for me? Remember, just because you could do it 
doesn't mean that you should. Is it the best use of your time? And I would argue it's actually saving me money. I'm dead serious. Every time I go to the grocery store, I am in that store for at least an hour. I mean, you include drive time. We're talking an hour is gone. And not only that, before and still, if I ever go grocery shopping by myself, I never make a list and I end up throwing stuff in my cart that we do not need, especially if I go shopping with my kids. They start begging for this thing or that thing and I end up spending way more money than I meant to. Oops, I did it again. Here's the thing. By making a list, ordering it online, have someone go and do the shopping for me and then deliver it to my house, I'm only getting what's on the list. I'm only paying for what's on the list. It saves me time, energy, and money. It is worth every freaking penny. But seriously, look into your local grocery store. Most of them, you can do curbside pickup for free. Okay, let's get back to the topic. Once you decide which tasks you are going to delegate and which ones you're going to delegate first and take off your plate, now it's time to hire somebody. And keep in mind, like I said before, you don't have to hire somebody full-time right out of the gate. You could look for someone who does freelance jobs and you could pay them on a job-to-job basis. You could hire somebody and start off by doing five hours a week. You might just be shocked how much more you can accomplish with five extra hours a week. When I hired my first virtual assistant, I hired one of my best friends. Another friend of mine hires all of her team from her social media. She just puts it out there into her community. We are looking to hire someone for this position. In the past, I've also used local classified ads and LinkedIn. You can find people on websites like Upwork, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, and Fiverr. Another great way is to ask the people you know for referrals. Find out who they're using. That's how I found my podcast manager. And let's talk about that for a second because I've been very transparent and open on the podcast that I have hired somebody to help me produce this podcast. And I don't know why this lesson is like so hard for me to learn to hire help and why I've just been a DIY entrepreneur forever. I'll just do it myself. So I put off hiring someone to help me with the podcast for a long time. And here's the thing. I didn't start this podcast because I wanted to be a podcast editor. I started it because I wanted to teach others how to make an income and an impact from their cell phones. I started this podcast because I had a message to share. Little did I know before starting this podcast, all of the moving parts that actually happens when producing a weekly podcast. For example, first you have to brainstorm ideas for the podcast. If it's a solo show, you've got to create an outline. If you are going to be doing podcast interviews, you have to pitch yourself to others to invite them to come on your show. Then you have to come up with the questions to ask them. Then you have to research all about them before you do the podcast. Then you have to schedule it. Then you have to actually record the podcast. Once the podcast is recorded, then you have to edit the show. You have to upload the show. You have to get it transcribed. You have to write the show notes. You've got to post it on your website, create the social media assets, email your email list about it, promote it on all your social media platforms. There are so many moving pieces to just this podcast alone that I didn't know going into it when I thought, I know I want to start a podcast. I didn't start a podcast to do all of those things. And truth be told, I didn't know going into it that it was going to take so much time, you know? Anyways, this is going to be a little awkward because I know they're going to hear this when they edit it, 
But this was a hard decision for me to make and one that, again, I put off. I put off. I should have hired somebody a lot sooner. My brain was saying, why should I pay someone X amount of dollars a month to do this when I can do it for free? But was I really doing it for free? No. When you say yes to doing something, you're ultimately saying no to doing something else. The truth is, it was taking me way longer than it would take an expert to do. And I'm, a, I'm not an expert at it. It's not going to be as good a job than if I delegated it to an expert. And I'm just going to keep it 100 like I like to do and be fully transparent here. I'm not making a ton of money from doing a weekly podcast. You don't really get into podcasting to make money, in my opinion. Yes, it has its benefits. It's growing my online audience. It's helping me reach new people that this is the only way we would have met. And it's helping me grow my email list and now my text message list. But at this point in time, it's not a big money-making generator. So I had a hard time justifying how can I hire someone to help me with this if it's not generating money. Ultimately, what I was telling myself was, I can't afford it. As soon as I realized that, I asked myself instead, oh, no, 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 no. How can I afford it? What could I do to bring in more income to cover the cost of paying someone to help me produce this podcast? What would I do with all that extra time, those extra hours that I gain from not doing that big list of things? What could I do to make more money? And as soon as I asked myself that question, it's like flipping a switch in your brain. I love asking myself that question. As soon as I asked myself that question, how can I afford it? My brain went to work coming up with solutions. Some of the solutions that I came up with included, I thought I could sell a couple thousand extra dollars a month in product and pay for it with the commission that I earn. I could make a digital product and sell it. I could launch my Instagram course again. I could collaborate with a brand once a month and have them pay me for posting on my social media. I could create merchandise for the podcast and sell it. I could write an ebook and sell that. I could create templates and sell those. I could go through my expenses and see what I could cut or eliminate. I could start sharing my own affiliate links as ads, I'm doing air quotes, on the podcast to bring in extra income. As of right now, I don't do sponsored ads on this podcast. I don't have people knocking down my door wanting to pay me money to be on my podcast, okay? Not yet, anyways. Not yet. It will happen. I'm just putting it out there. As soon as I asked myself that question, how could I afford it, the ideas and the solutions poured out of me. And by the way, I am going to be doing a few of those things that I just mentioned, including sharing affiliate links on the show and full transparency here, keeping it 100. I know that ads can be annoying. I'll be honest, I often skip sponsored podcast ads when I'm listening to someone else's podcast. But here are two things that I can promise you. I will only share what I love. And when you buy from one of the affiliate links that I do share here, you are directly supporting the Social Media Influencer Podcast. So if you love the podcast, I would absolutely love your support. And just know that if you do hear an ad, I'm putting it in air quotes, if you do hear an ad in the future and it's me sharing an affiliate link, that is how, that's one of the ways that I'm going to bring in extra income so I can pay someone to help me produce 
this podcast so I can pay an expert to produce a podcast that sounds good for you, that is released on time and regularly, that has wonderful show notes, that gets updated every single week on the website, and that gets emailed to your email inbox every Friday. If you're not on the email list for the podcast yet, you can get on that list by going to podcast.jennyleepeterson.com and put in your best email. Or now you can get text message alerts every single time a new podcast episode drops by texting podcast to the number 385 220-8685. Of course, there's other ways that won't cost you a penny, won't cost you a dime to support the podcast, like hitting the subscribe button and leaving a five-star review. No matter what, no matter how you decide to support this podcast, I just want you to know that I see you. I appreciate you so very much, and I love you. All right, I'm getting off the soapbox now, back to the topic at hand. So you've gone through that exercise. You've decided which tasks you're going to be delegating or outsourcing. You found someone to outsource it to. Now what? One of the lies that we tell ourselves is, I don't have time to teach someone else how to do what I do. So I'll just keep doing it myself. When in reality, taking the time to teach someone how to do what you do would actually give you so much more time, energy, and freedom. Stay with me here. Even if you are not ready to hire your first teammate, listen to this next step because it could save you so much time when you are finally ready to start growing your team. Start looking at the projects that you do and break them into tasks. Create step-by-step workflows. These workflows will be a benefit to you now as a solopreneur, but will also be tremendously helpful when you do start hiring help. Start creating a resource library. You can do this by creating a video tutorial the next time you're doing a task, walking it step-by-step, A to Z, how you do the thing that you're doing. This could be as easy as screen recording right on your cell phone or recording yourself doing the process step-by-step on Zoom. Personally, I love Google Docs. I love it because you can share it with others. It's on the cloud and it always saves. So you could write the process step-by-step in a Google Doc. You could create templates. You could create frequently asked questions. I created a Google Doc with just all of my links because as an influencer, if somebody asks, where did you get that cute X, Y, or Z? My assistant can quickly copy and paste the link and the discount code. There are so many things that you can do now that will really help you now as a solopreneur, but also help you when you're onboarding a new person. Imagine what it would feel like when you go to hire your next person. If you had a resource library that you could give to them when they come on your team, that they now have access to a resource library that they can go back to when they have questions. This is one of those things that you want to start doing before you're even ready to start hiring. So it's ready to go. We have covered so much in this episode. I know it was a little bit longer, but if this episode even helps one person, it would have been worth it. If that one person is you, slide into my DMs over on Instagram or screenshot this episode wherever you're tuning in and tag me at Jenny underscore Peterson. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you and I'll see you inside the next episode. 